By now you know that our theme for these Wednesday evenings in Lent is crossroads and what those crossroads are and where those crossroads lead us and how we find ourselves walking so easily along in life sometimes and all of a sudden we find ourselves standing there frozen to a spot wondering which way we should go, left or right or straight ahead, and so we have to make a decision. I'm wondering if in this season of Lent you have faced any of those crossroads. And if so, if you're bringing together the series that we're having on these Wednesday evenings along with the series that we're going through on Sunday mornings, and maybe the crossroads that you're facing or have faced in the past are beginning to tell the story of your faith and how you might be able to tell that story in seven words or maybe a two-minute little statement of your faith. At any rate, those crossroads can be life-changing moments. We wonder way, which way is God's way. Those answers aren't easy, and a crossroad can sometimes bring us very, very daunting spiritual pain. It might even bring us physical pain, and it can even bring us to our knees. And as we saw with Judas, it can even bring us to destruction. But tonight, we're going to meet another person who found himself at another crossroads. And in fact, he became an expert on crossroads. Because he saw a choice in his life that changed his life. Tonight we're going to meet Malchus, the servant of the high priest. And we're going to hear his story and what he did in his life after a significant event. Welcome, Malchus. Can you tell us something about yourself? Well, I'm not an important person. I was never one to call attention to myself. I was a simple servant and guard in the service of the high priest. It was not a glamorous job. I got along. I did my job. I don't really deserve to be in the spotlight. The only thing I have to tell is how my life changed by a simple act of kindness. Well, you were an important character in the life of Jesus. Can you tell us something about that? I, I remember seeing Jesus that night in the garden. But I had seen him before. I went with the Pharisees and other leaders many times when they questioned Jesus, when they were looking to find something to use against him. How did you feel about that, about the way they approached Jesus? I didn't mind at first. It was easy to go along with them to find Jesus. In a way, it was better than standing around the council or slaving for the high priest at his house. But your attitude changed? I heard Jesus' answers. I saw how he dealt with people in need. It began to trouble me that the leaders were so dead set against him. I didn't see anything wrong in what he did or said. I guess they thought he was some kind of a threat. Certainly, the word got around that his followers wanted to make him a king to start a revolt to kick out the Romans. And how did you feel about that? It certainly had no love for the Romans. They oppressed us, treated us like slaves. But I wasn't sure what would happen to my job if Jesus' followers were successful in putting him on some kind of a throne. Wasn't sure how I felt about that. And yet you went with the religious leaders to arrest him there in the garden. It was my job. What could I do? 
I had to go along. We were expecting trouble. We knew that at least some of his followers were armed. They were feeling threatened, and we were pretty sure they would resist. So were you afraid? Afraid? No. I was trained as a guard by the military. I knew how to protect myself. I knew how to strike with a sword if it came to that. I lived in that kind of world. In my world, you stood up for yourself. You struck back if you were assaulted. You struck first if you had the chance. I lived in a world where it was every man for himself. I knew Jesus. I heard him speak, but I thought when it came down to it, he and his followers would fight, and I was ready. And yet something happened that night that changed me. As I expected, one of Jesus' followers, I heard later it was Peter, lashed out with a sword and cut off my ear, and I was ready to strike back. That's what I knew. That's how I lived. And, and yet you stopped. Jesus held up his hand. I thought he might call on the rest of his followers to strike, but his voice, his voice was quiet, uh, gentle almost. I could not move. Jesus reached out his hand toward me. I thought he was going to grab me or hit me. Surely I would have in his place. But with great care, he simply touched my ear, and instantly it was healed. And the touch changed you? He, he touched my ear, but in a more important way, he, he touched my spirit. Here was one who had the power to strike back, to respond the way I was trained to respond, and yet he chose to heal, to care, to love, if you will. Suddenly, I saw my life in a different way. It was like a light went on in my spirit. I saw someone live in a way I could not understand. So tell us about that light. In an instant, I looked at my whole life. I saw each time I took advantage of another, struck another, hurt another person. I saw the struggle my life had been and the choices I had made to get ahead, at least as I saw it. And suddenly, it all seemed dark and empty. I saw a different way to live. And how has it changed you? Well, I'm, I'm not much good at a, as a guard anymore. I can't wield the sword in my hand or the hate in my heart anymore. I saw a way of compassion, of love, and I make different choices now. So is your life easier now? <laughs> easier? No. Uh, in some ways, it is harder. But I find the face of Jesus in my eyes when I'm tempted to ignore the needs of others, to strike back when I'm hurt, to get revenge when I'm insulted or injured. I see the face of Jesus, and he calls me to make a choice of compassion and mercy. I know this. In, in Jesus, I am forgiven that dark past and called to a new life. I know that Jesus went to the cross for me. He healed me by his death and resurrection, but he did not only heal my ear, he healed my heart. What message would you leave with us then? I, I'm nobody, nobody important. I don't have a great speech to give you, but I know this. When we are tempted to live by the ways of the world, when we are tempted to live in the darkness, we can make a choice to follow the way lighted by Jesus, a light that comes from the truth that we are healed and whole in him. 
In him, we can dare to live in love, and that's the most important message. As St. Paul said in his letter to the Colossians, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another, and if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. That's it. That's the life found in Jesus' touch. That's the life I pray for you. Let's take a few moments this evening to spend some time in silence contemplating the fact of Jesus and his compassion and our compassion for others. <laughs> 